And welcome to episode 409 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm and this is the only podcast that says... I don't understand the question, and I won't respond to it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That was uh, a quote from Arrested Development uh, from the great Lucille Bluth, portrayed by actor actress... Uh, Jessica Walter, who passed away this week. Yeah. Yeah. The age of 80. Yeah. Like, I could tell you, like, in her career, she did nothing that I can remember uh-huh. until until Arrested Development and Archer. Okay. Because she, 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 she voices Archer's mother in, in Archer, and she's phenomenal. And, you know, as Lucille Bluth in, in Arrested Development, she is fucking awesome and it's like you know there's two like two roles that were just like at the end of her life that were just like perfect and and she executed them magnificently the intention was to go out and get um the intention was to go out and get um card card sleeves yeah uh, that was the whole point of me going out you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because, um, and I, I didn't order them on Amazon, and I'm starting to clean up a little bit, and I did order some, but I I just wanted to get a head start, so I went, I needed some hard cases and some soft yeah. shell cases. And um, so, you know, I wanted to get that done. Yeah. But I ended up picking up some gems today. And uh, sorry, I'm I'm wanna I'm trying to organize this a little bit so I can not uh, just tell you what I got. You know what yeah. I mean? Because it went further than that. Because <laughs> <laughs> you I mean, you called me like eleven o'clock in the morning, and yeah, you know, the talk about a couple of fines, and then like you know, I thought, well, you know, good for Ian. You know, that's that's a that's a a hit. And then later on, like three in the afternoon, you're calling me again, like you will not believe what I scored. Oh my god, <laughs> this motherfucker is still out in a bot. You're right. Well, what ended up happening was there was three hours I had to kill. Yeah. And because um, Ellie was at dance class, so I had there was there was three hours there that I had to like kill. I mean, there's nothing I can do. Yeah. Um, but, you know, out of that set, I told you what I pulled out. Um, and so it ended up being, when we got all said and done, I ended up getting two Conseco rookies, two Mark McGuire rookies, four Nolan Ryans, two Bo Jacksons, two Barry Bonds rookies, Tony Gwynn, three Terry Mahalan rookies. Uh, three Bobby Bonilla rookies, and that was it from that first pack. Yeah, that was, and that whole thing. Cost, okay. You, what would you? You said you bought what a, a vendor box. I bought a vendor box. Yeah. Yeah, for the, so the like so this was like would be like a box that you would put in a vending machine. Yeah. Back in the day, I don't even mm-hmm. think they do this anymore. Like mm. back in the day, like you'd like like for like fifty cents, you'd put in two quarters, 
and you'd pull the knob and it would give you like a like two cards. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what it does. Yeah. And uh so it was like a box that was meant for like these vending machines. Right. That top what well, this was all tops too, right? What's that? Yeah. Like all, all these cards were tops. So like Correct. like this was this would be something the tops would actually make for these vendors. So like like so not only did they have like the regular boxes they shipped out like for like the, the the wax packs and everything, but they would also do like these these special boxes for vendors that they would sell to them to put in their machines. Right. But it was like unlike a, a a wax a wax pack box where you could technically get the entire set. Like this was just random cards that were just randomly thrown in there. Yeah, these were just random 500s that they would yeah. sell at Hills, you know, yeah. or a grocery store or whatever. Right. Yeah. And um, so that's what that that is. So what I bought were unopened boxes. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Uh, now, the 1987 boxes, it's pretty much worthless, aside from, like, maybe 10 cards. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and I ended up picking those 10 cards up. But originally, I... I got the Franco Harris rookie and the Joe Theismann rookie. That's that's what I got out, and I was satisfied with that. Yeah. Until I saw these unopened 87s. <laughs> yeah. And I got them for nothing. I mean, not nothing, but, I mean, I got paid under $10 for... So I paid $20 for 1,000 cards. Yeah. In, in, in essence. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what I did was I came home, and I went out and bought another two boxes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so I actually bought four boxes. You, so you struck gold, mm-hmm. and you went back for more. Oh, and I struck gold again. Wow! I got two more bonds rookies. Yeah. And so these cards like, haven't been, these cards haven't seen the light of day since 1986. Or yeah, like these have been wrapped up since 1987, box. just sitting in a box waiting to be yeah unveiled to the world. So like like yeah. these are like. As, as close to the mint condition as you could probably get. Yes. Like, no, nobody will ever rate it as a 10. No. You know, be, just because people are dicks. Like, you, even if you, like, you, like, pulled it out of the wrapper right in front of them, they'd be like, it, it's an eight and a half, you know? Right, right, right. <laughs> you know? So, no matter what, you're not going to get a 10 card. But, you know, like, these are, like, you know, but still, like, damn near mint condition cards that, like, haven't been touched by human hands since 1987. Yeah, I mean, like, if you, I didn't show you. I showed you. I took a picture of the Theismann and the other yeah, the one. Joe, the Joe Theismann rookie and the, the Franco Harris rookie. Right. Yeah. But. Can, can you see that? Put it up a little bit. There you go. Barry. Barry Lamar Bonds. Can you see the card itself, though? Look at the borders. It's perfect. Yeah, I mean, that's pristine. Like, I mean... I mean, that's as close to a 10 as you can possibly come. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, it's not Tiffany, so it's not the $2,000 card or more. Right. You know what I mean? But it's about... I mean, it's about as men as you can get. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Same thing with the Maguire. Yeah. You know, and the Conseco is the same. I mean, it's just, it's a mint card. Are Conseco cards actually worth anything, though? 
like 35 like, bucks really okay because I, mean, I mean i like he's like that oddball case like I, I i i get it like when he was with the a's like he was fucking amazing and then right. you know you find out that he was you know a dirtbag human being so sometimes that has an effect on shit yeah he was still yeah that bo jackson i mean fucking bo jackson Mm-hmm. But the card's mint. I mean, yeah. You just can't get more perfect than that card. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that's that's better than what you would find at most like dealers just flipping through cards. Yeah. Because they've been circulated. I mean, they're they're out. Right. They've been traded, and you know. What I mean, yeah. Like even what they have behind the glass isn't that good. Yeah, they've just never been touched. Yeah. Yeah, like it's untouched by human hands since 1987. Right. That's so then, so then I was like, okay, why? I bought all the eighty. <laughs> I bought all the eighty sevens. Yeah. So I went with the next sort of best year, and that was the nineteen ninety tops. Okay. And they were even cheaper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. So from that, um, from those cards, these. You know, vendor packs. That's what all these were, were vendor packs. Yeah. I end up getting uh, three Ken Griffey Jr. rookies, two Frank Thomas rookies, uh, Sosa. Um, I got three Mark McGuire cards, which are still yeah money. Uh, Nolan Ryan, Larry, uh, Larry Walker rookie, Cal Ripken Jr., Ricky Henderson, which is for some reason that year. I don't know if it's a year retired. I I'm not sure, but it's worth some money. I think uh, I think that was the year. I think 1990 was the year he broke the stolen base record. Okay, see that's why I have you for baseball. Uh, <laughs> I have two Ricky Henderson, uh, Bernie Williams, uh, Bonds, Don Mattingly. And then all these Nolan Ryan specials, yeah. absolutely meant, and and Conseco. but probably the big one on that list is the Ken Griffey Jr. rookies yeah. and the Frank Thomas rookie. Yeah, because Frank, I mean Frank just went into the Hall of Fame, so he he's right. His his cards gonna are gonna be on the rise as a rookie and and well, Junior. I mean fucking Junior's just Junior, you know. Yeah, but I mean like now they're not as worth as much as those bonds, but. They're I'll, worse I'll bet me. I'll bet Frank Thomas rises in value rather quickly because I mean I think he just right. went into the Hall of Fame like he was just like this past year, right? You know, but so I, I would I, I pulled out some good cards out of that too. Yeah, jeez. I mean that's. I'm not sure why can take it. I mean he must have done something. I don't know if that was the year or not, but. Um, yeah. I mean I just pulled some good cards out of there. Those Ryan's Nolan, Nolan Ryan, his card's always worth money. Yeah. No matter well, what, he, no matter what year it is. You I pick think out 19, Nolan Ryan. Nineteen ninety, I think he had a big year, because that that was the year they went to the World Series and got blasted by the uh, the Reds. I think they yeah. lost that in six games. And these cards are identical. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just tell like. Yeah. I mean, it's a perfect card. Yeah. It's crazy. So, anyway. It was what fun. A find. What a fucking find. 
<laughs> it's nuts. I just, I'm still astounded by it. You spend like fifty bucks on cars, and you end up like pulling like five, six hundred dollars worth of cars. Yeah, that's a good yeah. deal. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, anyway, but I was glad to get Franco in the end of the uh, fold. Yeah. I mean, you've seen my Steeler cards. Yeah. But um, it's good to get Franco into, into the mix. I, I didn't have his rookie, so. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Now, if I could just get some football, unopened vendor boxes of football, I would be in my glory. Yeah. Because I love football. That's what I like the most. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I like football cards the most. So, anyway, so yeah, it was a good day. Cool. It's crazy. It is. I mean, these cards are just—they're just so mint. I, I can't. I mean, they haven't been destroyed. It looks like they've been kept well. You know what I mean? They're just mint yeah. cards. I just—I'm shocked. And that Harris card's nice too. Yeah. That Franco yeah. and the Tyson card's not bad, but that Franco Harris card is money. What possessed you to buy a Joe Theismann card? Like that's like an oddball one. Well, I just saw it. Yeah. Um, I saw it there and I was like, oh, Joe Theismann card. Eh, you know, whatever. And but then I was like, let me take a look at that. And it ended up being his rookie card. That's why yeah. I bought it. Yeah, okay. It just I wouldn't just, buy like a fourth year Theismann. Right. It, just, it, it seemed like an odd one. Like, I mean, and you were hyped about it. You were like, I, I got a Joe Theismann. I'm like, mm. Man, that's cool. I mean, you know, I appreciate that. But I didn't think it's, you'd be so hyped about Joe Theismann. It's not really, it's more of the rookie aspect. Yeah. I'm, I'm not shitting on it. I don't want to, it's not like I'm shitting on it. It's just, it's like, like of all the cards, if you like, like, like the Franco Harris, I get you like texting me, like, I got a Fra Franco rookie. I'm like, that, that's pretty fucking cool. And yeah. then you're like, and I got to do a Thiesman. I'm like, wow, that's an odd, odd throw-in, you know? Yeah, but it was the rookie card. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. I would never buy, like, a third or fourth year Joe Thiesman card. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just, what's the point, you know? Yeah, maybe in 83, the year they won the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. You know? But a rookie. 85 when he broke his leg. Right, right. But a rookie card is different. Yeah. Yeah, I get, I get that. Yeah, but still, it just like it was like one of those things. I was like, Joe Theismann rookie. What made him possess him to get that? I didn't know that was on the hit list. I even looked at, um, you know, it's funny. I even looked at, uh, they had a Swanee rookie. Yeah. And uh, they just wanted too much for it, and the card was too beat up. Yeah. And then um, I already have a Mel Blunt. And I already have a Rocky Blyer. Um, I didn't see a Stalwart today. And I saw some Bradshaws, but they were shit. Yeah. And, and no rookies. I mean, yeah. I'll never be able to get a Bradshaw rookie. But um, um, they did have some Bradshaw cards there that I was interested in. But they were they just weren't they just weren't good. Yeah. Not enough for me to buy like that. Yeah, uh, I did entertain the thought. I didn't, of course, but uh, they did have a, a Roethlisberger rookie there. Yeah, uh, 
selling for 140 um which is not bad yeah um but in the same respect i was like hey, it's just too much i can't i'm not spending that much money on a card yeah <laughs> there's no way i need to come over and go through your cards i was thinking for, about that for um yeah my boy pat mcafee because i'm sure like you just kind of like look at pat mcafee cards and throw them aside because he's a punter yeah, yeah you know you're, you're like unless it's ray guy you know like you know like punter you know but I was looking them up like on on eBay. They you know they're selling for about twenty bucks. No, oh, yeah, yeah. Snag a couple off, yeah. <laughs> if I even have them anymore, I'm sure you do. Like I'm, yeah, I'm sure, I like, it, but I've debrided a lot of my cards out. Yeah, okay. Like, and maybe that may be a shame. Like you may have thrown away a lot of Pat McAfee's. Yeah, but I've been like. You know, putting the ones I well I like, and then the number yeah. you know, the ones that are worth anything. You know, I put in plastic. Yeah. And a lot of my cards are in plastic now. Yeah. Like it's not like loose cards anymore. They're organized by sport and. Yeah. You know whatever, just still them goddamn hockey cards. Yeah. And I love hockey, but holy shit. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. It's just it's something I like. And it was fun to do, too. Because Brie and I went through all the packs. Yeah. Yeah. Today is an exciting day for me. I finally got my license plate and registration. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I was getting nervous because, like, the, my temporary plate was up on March 30th. Oh, really? Yeah. So it was getting close. And I was like, then they told me, like, it's like, you know, it takes between 30 to 45 days. I'm like, you know, pandemic, lean closer to the 45. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. But, you know. Sorry. That's okay. You know, <laughs> yesterday, yesterday was the 26th. I was like, yeah. you know, I'm getting a little nervous here. Right, oh, right. Shit, there you go. But, uh, it came today, so I have to go put that on the car. That was a fun time all right free grab me a paper towel sorry that's okay <laughs> mountain dew explosion explosion but uh <clears throat> so I got, the funny thing was all right so like every license, every time I've had to replace a license plate, you just go out there with a screwdriver, take the screws out, put the plate on, bing, bang, boom, you're done. You know? right. It's been that way since the, the dawn of time. Right. Well, this, it, I mean, it's got a screw, but the screw has a, like a, it, it doesn't have a screw, like a, a screw, it, it's like a, um, a bolt at the top. Okay. So I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> So I go back and get my ratchet set. Mm. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, it's got to be half inch. I'm trying, trying. Can't find it. Because it's, it's a fucking Korean car. It's in millimeters. Metric. It was a 10, it was a 10 millimeter head. <laughs> yeah. 
because I'm I'm going through like I'm like this just doesn't quite fit. Oh, this is too loose. It's too tight. Like I couldn't find a fit. I'm like you gotta be. And then I thought about it, I'm like I bet this is fucking millimeters. I bet this is fucking metric. Fucking ten millimeter fit right on. I'm like son of a bitch. <laughs> so that that yeah I mean that and I I, I had to get I'm trying to get something for in the car for like you know to mount my phone i'm just not finding anything i like oh really yeah i bought one and i still i like i don't like it like it it, uh-huh. it, it works but it doesn't like i don't know i'm i'm thinking to myself what the fuck do i need this for i'm just gonna throw my phone down you know i should just throw my phone down the tray leave it there the only thing i need this for is if i ever go on a road trip and i need to i'm, I'm using the map you know? right right so That's that's the extent of the excitement for my day. <laughs> so yesterday, did did you watch the big trailer for uh, the yeah. Suicide Squad? Yeah, I did. Now you and I are fans of the the just Suicide Squad, the the first one, right? right. Uh, that was directed by David Ayers. Um. This is directed by the great James Gunn. Right, right. Uh, so what did you think of the trailer? What, what? I thought it looked interesting. There's a lot of players. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't yeah. know. So. Well, I mean, James Gunn dug deep in the rabbit hole here with some of these. Okay. Like, I mean, I mean, fucking Polka Dot Man. Like, nobody has seen Polka Dot Man since the 70s. Oh really? Yeah, I mean, like James Gunn, like when they when they went to James Gunn, because uh, you know DC Warner Bros. very smartly scooped him up when when Marvel was like, yeah, we're done being associated with James Gunn. DC was like, we'll take him. We're good with that. Yeah. And um, like they they just like opened it up and they're like, you know, because he was like, how weird can I get? And they're like, as weird as you want. I mean. <laughs> I'm going to assume that's fucking Starro they're fighting. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, you know, the fucking giant starfish from, you know, the very first uh, Justice League of America. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, it looked. To, it I love looked, when he goes. We got a kaiju up in this bitch. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It looks batshit crazy. It looks like what I would expect from a James Gunn superhero movie. Yeah. Like, it's it, I, this is the first time I feel like DC was like, and Warner Brothers are like, just do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, right, we right. don't care. Just just ha- go for it. And right. like, James Gunn's like, really? Okay. And just went. I mean, it just looks like batshit fucking crazy, right? To me, like, like I feel like Marvel like reels him in with Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, you watch Guardians of the Galaxy, like, well, that's that's kind of far out. I feel like like DC was just like, yeah, do what you want. <laughs> yeah. It looks like it's Harley Quinn toned down. Yeah. Um, which I like. I mean, there should be comedic relief from Harley Quinn. Don't get me wrong, but it shouldn't yeah. be the Harley 
Gwen movie. Right. Um, but even her appearance, it's even toned down a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it looks good. Fucking <laughs> Cena. Huge, right? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Cena. Puffy. This <laughs> beach is entirely made up of dicks. I would eat each and every one for liberty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Stallone's playing the shark. Yeah. Yeah, apparently, yeah. Yeah. And? <laughs> yeah. We're all going to fucking die. I like him in it. I like Did the fact... Selba? Yeah, is he the leader or is he the... Yeah, I think I, he's taking up the, the mantle from a... He, he's he's not playing Deadshot. He's playing Bloodsport, which is basically the same fucking character. Just you know, like D, DC was good. the problem with DC is like they like they bought so many other properties over the years that like there's a lot of like repeat characters. So like okay. you have like you have um. You know, Deadshot, you have Bloodsport, you have the Sportsman, you have, you know, you have all these guys, you have Slade Wilson, that, uh, you know, you have all these guys that are like kind of like the same fucking character. Okay. Just like with, because one character was from one property and one character was from another property that they bought and pulled in. And like, which is why, like in the 80s, like they did this whole, like the, the whole thing with, uh, the multiverse and everything. Cause they had to like, at some point they just reached a point where like, we've got too much shit that we have to like somehow congeal in the one universe. How do we do that? You know? Yeah. So, so there are a lot of like, kind of like repeat characters, which is like an odd thing. So like you look at, you look at blood sport and you say, well, he's just, he's dead shot. Just not being played by Will, Will Smith. Well, no, he's a different character, but he looks kind of like that. Okay. You know, um, Yeah, so there's there's that, but like he's still a cool character, and you know Idris Elba's going to give him, you know, Idris Elba's just that good of an actor that you just want him to do whatever he wants. Yeah. But like other characters, I mean, like the Peacemaker, which is you know John Cena's character, like, you know, that's digging deep down the the what the fuck hole, (laughs) you know, Rat Catcher's in there. She's like you know. Another one you're like, the rat. I haven't heard the rat catcher mentioned like other than like in a passing joke in years. Like you know, what is like she? The, what is she? I mean, it, it was like you know she was kind of like the Pied Piper kind of sort of like you know she you like she was a Batman villain if I recall correctly that like you know used rats to commit crimes and and shit. Really? Yeah, if I recall correctly, I'm sure it's, I'm sure somebody's gonna be like, you know, you are so fucking wrong. But that's like kind of how I remember it. Like, I mean, it, these are like characters. Like, these are like these aren't B level characters. These aren't C level characters. These are D level characters that that James Gunn is digging out of the trash bin and saying, I'll make it cool. Yeah, yeah. You know. And the shark guy, who's he? King King Shark. He's a, a Flash villain. Okay. Yeah. You know. Um, and Polka Dot Man? 
Yeah, po- polka dot man. He's in there. I mean, again, I I want to say he's a Batman villain, but he, he might be a Green Green Arrow one. I can't remember precisely. But like, like you just he's a he's a villain you haven't seen in ages because he's like a joke. I see. You know, what? Who's the Who's Nathan Fillion playing? I I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm just asking because I don't know yeah. these characters. Yeah, and I mean, what, like, what's his name? Um, yeah, Roker. I can't remember who who he's playing either. Like, I mean, like I said, like James Gunn is going like so like some of these characters I just don't know mm-hmm. because he's going so deep into the pit, you know, to dig out like right these characters. So it's like, well, this should be interesting. I'm definitely intrigued. I know Capaldi's playing the thinker. Uh huh. You know who who was like a, a Flash villain. You know his his he had his his uh brain enhanced. <laughs> so I mean, that's one of those things. that's like I, I, they they used him in a season of Flash on on the CW, and it was kind of ass. But, oh really? Yeah, because they had him in a chair, like he had the the, the this big chair that he used. It it, it was kind of dumb, uh-huh. but like it was a version of the thinker that like it's more traditional. But this version of the thinker is like from like a more modern like Suicide Squad comics. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, it looks pretty good. Yeah, it looks it looks interesting. I like, it definitely piqued my interest, and I mean. I was looking forward to it anyway, just because it's James Gunn. Yeah. You know, uh, at this point, I, I, I'm anything that guy puts out, I'm interested in. But like, this is a level of like James Gunnness that I don't know if anybody's ready for. <laughs> you know, it's R-rated. I'm assuming. Based upon that trailer, fuck yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, based upon that trailer, there's not a doubt in my mind as things right. Like, the trailer was red band, so. Yeah, yeah. I, and it looks pretty good. Yeah. So. Anyway. So, I found, I saw this, and I thought I'd bring it to your attention because it's going to tickle your horror bone. Okay. And we don't do that often enough here. You know, it's. You know, you're the horror fanatic, and I should be bringing more of this to you. But this came to my attention, and I thought I'd see get your thoughts on it. So, producer Freddie Alvarez recently revealed that the upcoming Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie wasn't a reboot, but a direct sequel to the original film. Hmm. And he, it's been confirmed that Sally... Hard to see the final girl in the original film is back in this new entity. Now, unfortunately, Sally, Sally actress Marilyn Burns died in 2014. And so the role had to be recast um, with actress Olin uh, Foray taking on the role. Mm-hmm. So first, it looks like they're going the route of hollow of Halloween where it's, 
ignore every single thing has taken place between now and the first movie, and this is a direct sequel to the first movie. Okay. Well, they're doing the whole Halloween thing. Yeah, like they're doing, like yeah, basically going taking the Halloween route of Texas. The first movie's canon, and this is canon. Everything else in between did not exist. So, what, right. what do you think of that? Like, is do you do you think that's a good idea? Um, I guess, and I know this is going to sound sacrilege to a lot of horror fans, but I wasn't a huge fan of the Texas Chainsaw. Right. Okay. Um, I just, I mean, I liked it to a certain extent. Um. And just like a lot of horror movies go, it they became stupid. Um, I mean, I respect the original, and I respect the way it was shot, and I respect what they did with it, and let, of course the you know Gunnar Hansen playing Leatherface. Uh, I I mean I do I, I like the first one. I'm just not a huge fan of it. Right. Um. So. Um. I mean, I guess it's okay, because um, you know Texas got pretty stupid after a while. Yeah. I mean, the same thing with like Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. I mean, it just got dumb, and it just it became more of like. I mean, I know it was about Freddy, but it became more of just the Freddy show. Right. On, you know, stupid comic shock value shit right. and actually that's what they were focusing on more than they were making a movie just like uh friday 13th yeah you know what i mean um so you know if it works for him great you know i mean i'll i'll watch it um but um you know i guess i don't really care <laughs> you know what i mean okay, okay. I'm, just to be quite honest with you i mean yeah. like i'll watch it yeah. Um, but I'm not like, you know, oh, I can't wait to see this or no, right. watch the face value of what it is. And then. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. Like I, I. That was a like, Toby Cooper film, correct? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Like I'm in the same boat as you, as far as like, like I'm not a fan of the franchise. You know, I the, the first movie has my utmost respect because it's it, it it's not a slasher film per se, but it's kind of like the 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 prologue to the slasher movie. Yeah, it kind of created a lot of the rules that Halloween enhanced. Yeah. Um. I mean, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre had had the advantage of it it played off of that it was based off of a true story like that was like i remember like not that i remember because i mean i think it came out in 1970 but like it was like that thing like even when i was a kid it was like you know people talked about that with 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 that movie right you know like you know well it's true you know it's fucking you 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 know that that was a thing like you know as an eight-year-old i'm like the fuck leatherface was real (laughs) <laughs> yeah so like yeah, it, I, just, I mean uh, later on it, it got goofy because it got away from its realistic feel like even like the the movie itself feels like a snuff film almost 
Yeah, it does. The, the way it's shot, the way that it looks, like everything about it, like has a very gritty, real feel to it. Um, I think the most ingenious thing about that film was the camera shot. Yeah. Um, you know the bulb. Yeah. You hear the bulb. Yeah. Uh, it's iconic. Yeah. Uh, it has become iconic, and when you hear that, you know, that's the first thing you think of is Texas. Yeah. I mean, for me. If I yep. hear that bulb flash, um, I think that's the most brilliant part of that movie. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but it's that catch that, yeah, it just it just worked. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah. You know, I haven't really seen anything that really like, made me jump. Although I watched that Hell House, I, we talked about that. Yeah. LLC. That I, that's that's the first movie that's made me jump in years. Yeah. I just, I just, I wonder if other horror franchises are going to take this cue. Like, I can you see like another Nightmare on Elm Street being made where it's, you know, a direct sequel to the first one? The second wasn't one wasn't too bad. The second, but the second one had no connection to the first one. The third one had a connection back to the first one. Yeah, I, I don't think they will. Yeah. Uh, I, I I don't know. I like the first Nightmare on Elm Street. It felt that it worked. Yeah. Um. I I felt that it was really good. Yeah. As far as a horror film. Right. Um. I mean, West great. I mean, it was just, it was great. Yeah. The new one, you almost felt weird watching it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was like, wow, this is so much more in depth than the first one. What the, uh, the kids and stuff like that, that part of it was like. The one with, uh, the guy from Watchmen. Yeah. I, see, I, I like didn't that see. One. He, yeah, I didn't say he did a bad job. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I, saying it was a bad movie. I like that one a lot. Yeah. Because, like, the thing I always hated, and you kind of touched on a little bit, was, like, in later movies, like, Freddy's almost a hero. Yeah, it, it yeah. You know, like, you forget, like, you, you're, you're rooting for, like, the kill. And, like, what's Freddy going to say? What's going to be the one-liner? What's going to be the big thing, you know? Where, like... That movie got back to the fact that, you know, those parents burned him to death because he was a child molesting bastard. Exactly. You know, like it, 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 it got back to that. And I kind of like, you know, <laughs> that sounds good, but I like that aspect of it. Like it, that I was no, I wasn't rooting for the villain. Right. Like I didn't want the kills to come. I wanted I wanted them to end Freddy because he he was a, you know, he deserved what he got. <laughs> right. In a way, you know, like yeah, you know, so that that was like that was something I liked about that version of the movie, but like I I guess it played too dark and people didn't like it. But right. in all honesty, if you go back to the original movie, I mean that, that he was a child molester that the parents burned because of him touching their kids. They took justice into their own hands. He doesn't get vengeance. We shouldn't be rooting for him to get vengeance. 
Right. You know. It's not the point of the story. Yeah. Like, the point of the story gets lost because, like, you know, he's so cool, the glove, the hand, you know. No, he's he, he's an evil motherfucker that deserved to die, you know. Yeah. The whole scratching on the pipes was a torture thing for the children. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, the, don't you understand that? I mean, like, he's, he scratched his hands on the pipes as he was coming down to molest and kill children. Yeah. Right. I mean, like. Yeah. He so, needed like, the, the fact that that movie went there and went that dark with it, I appreciate it, but many people don't. And I don't understand why, other than the fact that, like, you just kind of grew up with Freddy dolls and, and, and shit like that. Like, you know, like, you know. Yeah. Weird, right? It is. It's like one of those weird things. Like, you, you wouldn't. There's no other horror villain you root for like you do Freddy for some reason. And when Freddy got when when you took that character and you made him as dark as he's supposed to be, like all of a sudden people are like, oh no, you can't do that. <laughs> he was always like that. Yeah. It's just like, he wasn't explored enough. Like that that remake of Friday the Thirteenth, <laughs> I get why people don't like it. Like you know, yeah. but the 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 remake of Nightmare on Elm Street, like I think it's much better than people give it credit for because I I thought. Yeah, that he's an evil motherfucker that deserved to die. <laughs> right. Dude. You know. Right. No, I, I mean I get it. It was just kind of like it was very dark. Yeah. But um. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's a dark movie. It's a dark tale. It's a twisted tale. Yeah. But like I said, the first one, I you know, I really like. I respected. Yeah. I mean, it's. You know, it's up there as one of the better horror movies that was made. That was, you know, made. Yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, but like I said, back to Texas, I just, you know, I, I think it's cool, but I, I just never thought it was like, you know. Yeah. I like the fact that it bordered on that serial killer line, where it was serial killerish. Yeah, like a uh, serial killer slash slash. Like I said, it it kind of sets up the rules in a way that. Halloween takes those rules and enhances and makes them like this is what a slasher movie is. It kind of starts with with Texas, and I appreciate that, but you know, it's just not my like. I've watched it. I appreciate it. I think that any any sequel that follows is bad, right? And like I can appreciate like if you want to do a true sequel to it and you want to do it in this fashion. I can appreciate that to an extent, but if you know, I'm not going to be rushing out to see it like, you know, like we did with Halloween. Right. Yeah, I really think they did well with the Halloween. Yeah. Sequel. They were breaking sense. poor Anthony's heart. Poor mongoose. <laughs> we're probably breaking his heart right now. Oh, with Freddie, you mean? With um. Texas. Texas, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, I, I get that. So, so some good news we got this week. Yeah, Black Widow will <laughs> hit theaters on July 9th and also Disney Plus for a premium fee. Yeah, they're that premium fee is rough. I mean, it's not if you have a number of people. Yeah. Yeah, like if you've got kids, that thirty bucks makes sense. Yeah, but that Raya 
They came out with that Raya movie from yeah. Pixar. Yeah. Man, I think that's like 30 or 35 bucks. Yeah. And I was like, ah. I don't know. We like kind of. We kind of hard. Yeah, we kind of pulled up on that one. Yeah. We were like, ah. You know, so. It apparently did well, though. Apparently Disney Plus did very well with it, from what I understand. But um, also, apparently, Cruella, the Emma Stone um, prequel of uh, Cruella the Ville. Yeah. Will also be Disney Plus and the day it hit theater same day. I'll probably watch that too. Well, I mean, Emma Stone. You know you're going to watch it. Cruella? Yeah. I will probably watch it when it's free on Disney Plus. Yeah. I'm, I'm not ponying up money for it. Now, yeah. Black Widow, I don't know. <laughs> it looks pretty good. I mean, it does. I mean, I want to see Black Widow. I mean, the movie intrigues me. Right. Um, I'm not going to deny that for a second. It just the the thing is, am I going to want to spend thirty bucks on the movie when I could, if I wait a few months, I'll be able to watch it free on the same platform. Right. Right. You know that that's my problem. You know, and you know, hopefully by July 9th, you know, I feel a little bit more comfortable going into a movie theater to watch it. Right. Right. You know, but you know, as it stands right now, like I, I just. Like Nancy's not interested in Black Widow, so she's not gonna watch it, you know. Yeah. And it's like just that thing of like, so am I willing to pay thirty bucks to watch a movie? Yeah. You know, and that, that like right now that answer is kind of like no. I just may wait until it's available for free. Yeah. If I'm not gonna go see it in a theater. Right. You know, because I just can't see like if I'm gonna go see it by myself, I want to pay less than thirty bucks in a theater. Right. Right. Yeah, that's including drinks and popcorn. <laughs> you know, so. Um, but with with that, apparently. Um, I went to a movie. Well, yeah, you ran a the theater there. You went oh, to yeah. Scoob. Yeah, yeah. Was that last week? I think so, yeah. We didn't talk about it, though. I think you went Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did go Sunday. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's that not was a... fun. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Scoob was good. Was it Scoob or was it Scooby Doo? No, it was, was Scooby Doo. So it was the Matthew Lillard. The Matthew Lillard, Freddie Prince Jr. Live action. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's actually a funny movie. It is. It's a very good movie. And it's really adult. Yeah. Like it's more adult than you think. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Um, especially with Scoob in the van with Shaggy. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great part. But uh, God, Matthew Lillard's good as Shaggy. Yeah. Anyway, but it was good. It was cool just to see it in the theater. Yeah. Which theater did you go to? Penn Hills. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Penn Hills Cinema. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like right there where the driver's license center is. Yeah, but it was only twenty five bucks. Yeah, I, I get that. I'm just saying, like, I know what you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, and not like where that because that's an oddball theater to go to. It is, but it was twenty five dollars for ten yeah. people. That's I could have cool. I could have brought more if I wanted to. 
Yeah. But um, I think for new releases, it's $30. And anybody over five people, it's five more bucks. Yeah. Which isn't bad either. No. No, it's not stadium seating. And no. I almost, almost broke my legs getting into a chair. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. you know, it's kind of older. But, you know, it was a smaller theater. It wasn't too big. You know, just just us. Yeah. Cool. That's cool. Kind of cool. Yeah. It sounds it. Yeah, it was. It was real. I've never been in that theater. At least I don't think I ever have. It's the first time I ever went in there. Yeah. I don't know. They made the fr- the popcorn fresh right there. Nice. <laughs> like they were like, well, make us some popcorn here. Made us some popcorn. And it was like, you know, we rented the theater, but like we got there like five minutes before, but he made fresh popcorn and fucking Gallery candy and drinks and stuff. And that's cool. Yeah. And then we just went in the theater and it's like, okay, I'm going to go play your movie. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was was really cool. It was like, it was a cool experience. So I'm going to try to get in there for Mortal Kombat. Cool. If I can get down on those fucking seats. Yeah. Holy fuck. I sat down in that chair. I thought I thought like I broke my legs. It's the only thing I didn't like, but the seats were like way too low. Yeah. I was like, holy hell. Yeah. <laughs> Still, for the price, it wasn't bad. No, that's not bad at all. So, the, what I'm sure is going to stir some conversation. Hmm. Um. That's not what I wanted. Why'd you do that? Toxic fan bases have reared their ugly head yet again. And of course, who else but the release the Snyder Cut people are the ones behind it? Oh, God. So, so here's the thing. So, Warner Brothers has come out and they've said, you know, here's release the Snyder, here's your Snyder Cut. We're not doing anything else. This is the end of the Snyder verse, whatever you want to call it. You know, we're right. moving on. We're moving on from this. Right, right. And um, apparently, like you know, I, I I know like you know, restore the Snyder verse has become a trending hashtag, but apparently, like people at Warner Brothers are getting death threats. Jesus. And so, in a recent interview with with Variety, Warner Media CEO Ann Sarnoff condemned Snyder Cut bullies on social media and stressed that follow up viral movements urging Warner Brothers to restore the Snyderverse and release the Ayers cut, referring to David Ayers' original cut of the Suicide Squad, will not have a similar outcome to Zack Snyder's Justice League. The release of the Snyder Cut on HBO Max last week brought the project's toxic fandom back into the conversation. Not only were critics and Warner Media executives not in support of the Snyder Cut harassed by so, by fans on social media over the last four years, but reviewers who disliked the Snyder Cut were also subject to social media bullying over the weekend. So, just because somebody disagreed with you, you felt the need to bully and harass them. Right. It's ridiculous. 
starting off, continue. We want DC to be a fandom that feels safe and inclusive. We want people to be able to speak up for the things they love, but we don't want to be a culture of canceling things about that any small faction isn't happy with. We are not about that. We are about positively to positivity and celebration. Um, when asked about releasing David Ayer's original Suicide Squad cut in the same way they released Zack Snyder's, um, Justice League cut, Sarkov pointed out, we won't be, Sarkov said point blank, we won't be developing a David Ayer's cut. So apparently, like with David Ayer's, with the, with Suicide Squad, there's apparently a lot of footage that, again, ended up on the cutting room floor, particularly with Jared Leto as the Joker. Okay. I, I know, I know there, there is a, I, I think there's a, there, there is a, a quasi director's cut that restored some of it. So you can see some of the, um, like the big love aspects of uh, the Joker and Harley Quinn, but mm-hmm. apparently there's a like like there's like a whole lot more. Like there's a, probably another hour worth of footage with Leto's Joker that's on the that's on the cutting room floor. Okay. And um, David Ayers has said I'd love to be able to restore that and like you know release the movie I really wanted to, but that was you know restricted because of time. Um, but they're saying flat out, yeah, that, that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, <clears throat> now, of course, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot to this. Like, I, I believe like, like any fandom, there is a toxic undercurrent to some of it right you know like zach schneider pointed out like he hates having this this fandom referred to as a toxic fan base because they raise money for suicide prevention in the name of his daughter Mm -hmm. um you know they, they there was a lot of good that came out of the people who banded together for release the snyder cut but there's also these people that like we're sending harassing emails to Warner executives and apparently now also like, you know, you know, gathering on social media, the bully critics who, who said they didn't like this movie. Right. Right. It's not for everybody. You know what I mean? Like because a critic pans something, you shouldn't be going after them. Me and Stork had a wonderful back and forth. On this, he didn't care for the movie that much. He thought it was better than Joss Whedon's, but still not a good movie. Yeah. And then he defended himself by saying it's not a, th- a Zack Schneider thing. He's like, I loved his Watchmen. I, I think his version, uh, you know, Three Hundred is is a great movie. I, I thought his uh, Dawn of the Dead remake is one of the greatest remakes that's ever been made. Agreed. He just doesn't like his his version of DC heroes. Right. I respect that. It, it, you know. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. Ex- I'm not expecting like at least you wash it with an open mind. Like yeah. the last thing I want, like it's easy to go in and say, "Well, I'm gonna fucking hate this anyway." So why am I gonna watch it? That's it's why I don't watch Hamilton. Right, why am right. I gonna bother? Like I, I, I'm, I can't watch it with an open mind because I know I'm gonna hate it no matter what. Right. You know. So I'm glad Stork could go into this watching with an open mind and say, "Hey, it was better than this, but I still didn't care for it." Okay, fine. I respect that. Right. You know, end of story. 
I haven't harassed him since then saying, well, you fucking suck because you hated this movie. I really, really fucking enjoyed. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was the end of the the conversation. You didn't care for it, but you watch it with an open mind. Thank you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, how hard is that? Apparently it is. Like, I, Like, I disagree with Warner Brothers' decision to not continue this story. Right. I do. But they're the ones writing the checks. Yeah. So, no, I'm not Like, I'm not going to harass some mid-level executive at Warner Brothers and threaten their life because you don't think it's worth doing this. That's fine. That's your decision. Yeah. <laughs> You know, well, it's I, I just, the culture we live in right now. I, but like, it's like, it's the thing that sucks because so this article goes around. I mean, it's, and this is on this is the front page of Yahoo. You know, mm. you know, so people, you know, and it, and it was an interview in Variety magazine, so people are seeing this all over the place, and all it does is give us a bad name, right. You know, this is a large paintbrush that's smeared over everybody. Star Wars trolls. Same oh. thing, you stupid motherfuckers. Right. So you didn't like the movies. Shut the fuck up and stop harassing the stars and the people who made it. Mm-hmm. Stop forcing Kelly Marie Tran off of social media. Like Ridiculous. It is. It's, it, it's like... Like I love social media because it has expanded. Like, it's allowed me to, you know, quote unquote, meet people I wouldn't otherwise meet. Okay, yeah. and it's been fantastic for stuff like that. The podcast world has has, has been wonderful and and allowed us to allowed me to to meet people and interact with people that I never would have in my life. But then there's the other side of of that, which you know, I'm sure Otter will tell you, well, unless you go looking for it, you're not going to see it, but it's there. Even if I'm not looking for it, it's still fucking there. Yeah. This dark underbelly of, of, of our fandom that's, you know, lashing out at everything and anything it doesn't like in just in an unrelenting fashion. <laughs> like, and... I mean, like, I, I, there's always going to be that because, like, I get it. Like, you know, it's easy to hide behind a keyboard and, you know, a code name like Magnolia Lover One or something. But, I mean, at the end of the day, like, are you proud of yourself? <laughs> like, really? Like I, I know I'm on my soapbox. I'm sorry, but it, this is the shit that just pisses me off. Yeah. Like we're lucky we got the Schneider cut. Be happy. Yeah, do I, are. you know, do I wish they were doing more? Do I want to see where this went would have gone? Absolutely. But, you know, it is what it is, and we have to move on, folks. You know, the, and. 
harassing executives and harassing critics who disagreed with you. It just isn't it's po- it's poison is what it is. It's it's poison. The mm. well's been poisoned. <laughs> And it's just the kind of shit that I mean, and it's everywhere. I mean, like, eat, like, I mean, there are people who stopped watching Doctor Who because she's a girl now. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Like, how, how? How are we not like embracing that? Why can't my hero be a woman? I don't know. You know. I mean, there were people that were pissed when the master became a woman, when she was Missy. Missy yeah. was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, but no, no, the master can't be a woman. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that mentality, but it's what goes on right now, especially now. I don't... I, it, like, I mean, I get, like, there are things you can say about the character of Rey in the Star Wars prequel, pre, pre, uh, sequel series. You you could poke holes in her character. I, I get that. And the third movie has a lot of problems. But, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lash out at the actress and say, what the fuck were you doing? You fucking suck. You ruined my childhood. No, no, you. She didn't. <laughs> How'd she ruin your fucking childhood? You know, Finn should have been the Jedi. Well, no, then you complain about him being a Jedi because he was black. Right. It was something. It would have been something. It. It had to be an Aryan boy. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Blonde hair, blue eyes. Put the sooner in. No, it just didn't make it didn't make a lot of sense. I mean, I liked. I didn't mind the th- these three. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's just it's. I just don't understand what the big deal is. I mean, take the movies for what they were. They were better than the movies I felt that were done before them. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was more entertained. Put it that way. Yeah. Um, and for fuck's sake, we got to see some decent lightsaber battles. I mean, just take for, take it for what it is. What they weren't that bad. No, but they, they, you know, people don't want to hear that. Like they they don't they they, they don't they don't they they, they want what they want. Empire Strikes Back. Hmm? You're just not going to get an Empire Strikes Back. No. And you never will. No. That's what makes that movie, you know, in my eyes, number one. You're just not going to get that. Right. Accept it. Move on. You know what I mean? From Luke and Han being young and Leia. Yeah. In transition. Right. But for them, they had you had to transition to another blonde-haired, blue-eyed young man who would take up the mantle of of Jedi 
Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. You know, and I mean, it. it, it you know, it's like. It's like we have this expectation of what we want, and when we aren't given what we want, we we throw ourselves on the ground and we we throw a tamp temper tantrum, right? And that's what the trolls do. Like, okay, the third Star Wars movie, like I said, it had a ton of problems, and you know, it's is it anywhere near as good as anything in the first trilogy? No. It's still better than Phantom Menace. I mean, I mean it, it, it ranks low. But you know what? I still enjoyed the fuck out of it. Yeah. I still got teary-eyed when, you know, all the Jedis came to, to Rey. And, like, I mean, all, all that shit. Like, I was just like, oh. You know, I mean, I enjoy the movie. Do, do I watch it nearly as often as I watch, like, The Force Awakens or The Last Jedi? God, no. Yeah. You know? But at the same time, I still enjoyed the fuck out of it. I I don't know. It, it's I'm just tired of of toxicity rising to the top and being the story. Yeah. You know, and I understand like Zack Snyder's point of like, look at look at the good that came from this. Look at the good that these people did. And he's absolutely right. But the problem is that there is a a a very loud very vocal minority that that has their voices heard more often and more importantly is rocking the boat and fucking it up for the rest of us. Yeah. I hate trolls. I hate them. I hear you. So. Yeah. I'll get off my soapbox now. Yeah. Me. Okay. All righty. Well, as, as I step away from the, the soapbox, it's the Bartonio mailbag. <laughs> nice. Mailbag. And as always, we have an email from a good friend, Superfan Thad. Hello, my two favorite hosts who like to pour barbecue sauce all over pickles and leave no. it off. No. No. Niet. Sean, do you know who has also has great barbecue? Big Dick Thads. Oh God. No, I'm not interested. Who knows? Maybe this summer you may get to try my barbecue. Fuck you, Rona, for screwing this up and not being able to have you guys over. True. I'll give that credit. Dude, the dude, the dude, the dude can cook, you know. Yeah. He, he can definitely uh, fire up the old propane grill there. So Nancy hates carpet in a restaurant. Well, no, 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 I'm not going there. 
Sean, did you catch what Lo- what was also in Lois Lane's drawers? No, no, no. Nope, nope, not going there. <laughs> Sean, you should not have been surprised about Martian Manhunter. I told you three weeks ago I saw him in the trailer. Okay. I didn't see him in the trailer, so... I'll take your word for it. Nope. Nope. Not going there. All right. So first, A.B. Jr. is back. And now A.B. Jr. Jr. is making headlines. So disappointed in Claypool. Kicking a man while he's down. Fuck you, Claypool. I can't wait till you leave next. That's just running every wide receiver we have out of town. <laughs> he wants to, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, no, I'll admit. Like, so apparently, did you did you hear about this? Yeah, I heard about. Yeah. So Chase Claypool, wide receiver for the Steelers, rookie wide receiver, um, apparently got into a a bar fight and uh, was seen kicking a man. Out of town. Yeah. I am going. I, I'm I'm going to approach it this way. Okay. I cannot chastise anybody in their twenties coming <laughs> into a bar fight. I've been in a few myself in my twenties. Fuck, I, I almost got into a fight at a prom once. <laughs> you know, so um, it's tough for me to sit here in at, at forty eight and say. Well, Chase Claypool shouldn't have been in a bar fight. Because, yeah. you know. That's a get off my lawn, kid. Move. Well, it's also a pot calling the kettle black situation, you know. Right. right. Um, I, I, I will say this much. Like, I, I hope he learns from it. I hope it's a, a situation he avoids in the future. Like, I don't know all this, everything that's surrounding it. I mean, as far as kicking the guy while he's down, I've done that. <laughs> you know, you know, uh, you want to make sure they stay down, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, I, I, I will, and I get it. I mean, you're a young man. You've got money. You know. I, I, I think I'm more disappointed in the fact that he was out at the club in the middle of the pandemic, <laughs> right? Than I am in the fact that he got into a fight. Because, like, I, you know. We all like to say like, oh well, the steel, you know, the Steeler way and everything else. You know, motherfucker, Steelers in the seventies were getting the plenty of bar fights. Yeah. Just, people didn't, people got that hush hush. Yeah, yeah. You know, not every motherfucker had a phone that was recording that shit. Right. You know, like that's the problem. Like, you know, I, I, there's plenty of stories about Steelers being in bar fights. It's like legendary. It's just, you know. Nobody was able to pull out a cell phone in 1973 and record that shit. Yeah. You know, so. No one's going to break out a video camera that weighs 35 yeah. pounds. Yeah. <laughs> real to real. <laughs> right. So, like. Like. So I get it. Like, you you, you want to say, like, you know, wow, you shouldn't have gotten into a bar fight. You should know better than that. That's what your boys are for. 
you know, shit like that. But I, I get it. It's hard. You know, you're, you're, he's a 22, 23 year old man who, who has money and probably ran his mouth and then backed it up and for extra measure kicked him in while he was down. <laughs> my, my hope is that he, he learns from his mistake here and moves and, you know, we can move on from it and, you know, you, you know, you don't want that. I don't want guys getting into bar fights. I don't like it. But, you know, if he's in a bar fight again, then that's like, you know, oh, okay, I, I think we have a track record here. You know, at this point, he doesn't have a track record. He didn't have a track record of this at Notre Dame. You know, it, it's it's a one at this point. I look at it as a one-time incident, or maybe some shit went bad. Like again, like my thing is, motherfucker, why are you at the club? We're in a pandemic. Right. You know, you know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Right. Yeah. So crazy. Yeah. So that that's kind of where I'm at with it. I mean, I I know that's. I'm sure you know. Thad right now is throwing something at his phone as I say this, but like, I mean, I've seen interviews with the guy. He was on the Pat McAfee show during the season. And he seemed like a good guy. Like, you know, I just think it's like one of those one time things that shit happens. And, you know, as somebody who's been in a few bar fights, I can uh, excuse it. Yeah. And I didn't have money. (laughs) You know, I was just the Viking. Right. Uh, what the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> oh, I remember. I wanted to get drunk on a Sunday night. That was it. Right, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs> oh, let me see. If that that has more, that's right. He's got. So that continues. It's time for America's favorite segment. Sean, no. What's Tim's wiener up to? This week, Tim sent me a picture of his wiener, and you will never guess what he did. Tim's wiener was dressed in a tight ballerina tutu. Have you ever seen a wiener come out in a tutu before? It's not pretty. (laughs) Tune in next week to see what Tim's wiener is up to. Wow. Tim, I certainly hope this is fiction and not fact. Um, you know, come on, man. Give the dog some dignity. <laughs> Nancy's sister was here the other day. Mm-hmm. And she brought up she's she's watching her, her son Shane's dog while he, he goes uh overseas for three months in, in the service of our country. Yeah. And it's like a it's a French French bulldog. Okay. That motherfucker, you can hear him coming from a mile away. He's cause he, yeah. <laughs> like that's how he breathes. I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck, dude. You would drive me insane if you were my dog. <laughs> right. Like he's cute, he's friendly. 
he's a nice dog. I'll even say like for an ugly dog, you look, he's a cute looking dog, but man, that, that sinus problem those dogs have. I'd be like, you know, you got to go. <laughs> right. And of course, Sabine was un- completely unhappy with the situation because she had to be locked in the office with me while I was at work. Uh, really? Well, because, I mean, so her, her sister has that bigger dog, that that golden retriever, that uh, or lab. It's a lab. Yeah. That um, I mean, Sabine charged. Like went right after, puffed up and went like you know, went for the eyes. Really? <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. Sabine, Sabine's got no fucking fear, none. So mm-hmm. like this French bulldog, like I mean, wouldn't have stood a chance. He's stupid. Like he would have been like, oh hello there, friend. You you seem <laughs> you seem friendly. Well, next thing you know, the fucking dog's bleeding out of his nose. I don't I don't need that hassle. Right, right. You know, her son's a fucking Air Force. He's a he's a badass. Come yeah. up here and kick my ass to get his dog hurt. Right. I don't need that problem. <laughs> I don't need that voodoo on me. So yeah, we had to lock up Sabine in the office with me, and she was just sitting there on on Nancy's office chair, like just like, mm, this is bullshit. This is my house. Yeah, yeah. You know. So. <laughs> All right. Anything to add to the proceedings there, sir? No, man. I'm good. All right. Well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. I can send us an email like Thad does each and every week. He's like a fucking release the Schneider Cut troll just every week. Hmm. <laughs> I true. get that. I love it. I, nothing but love. Nothing but love. Uh, but you send us an email like Thad does each and every week, and that email address is pittsburghnerd@yahoo.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, just uh, give, just search, give us a search for Church Pittsburgh Nerd. God, I can't talk. Uh, we're very easy to find, uh, and you can also find us on a, n- a number of different podcasting networks. We're a member of the Tangent Bomb Network, the Weeby Geeks Network. Indie Pod Breed Network. Uh, just give them a Google search. You can find all the other great podcasts <laughs> they have to offer. And lastly, as always, want to thank you, dear listener, for uh, checking in and uh, enjoying our hijinks and or shenanigans, whichever you prefer. Uh, we can't thank you enough for taking the time to enjoy us. And uh, we hope to bring continue to bring you great content on a weekly basis. Yes. Yes. I have spoken. I am Ian. <laughs> that is all. <laughs> I said good day, sir. That's right. Uh, all right, then. On that note, the dreamer 